Welcome to Thirsty on Tune, where we drink wine and read webtoons. Hi, I'm your co-host Bronwyn, your webtoon obsessive, dopamine addicted, idiots in love, and slow burn sommelier. And I'm your co-host Chris, webtoons acolyte, enemies to lovers lover, and banter core aficionado. So pull up a page, pour yourself a drink, and let's dive in. You're thirsty on Maine, we're thirsty on Tune. Hello, and how are you tonight? I'm doing good. I'm having a snowed in day. Excellent, excellent. Yes. I uh, I honestly have barely looked outside today. <laughs> it could have snowed. It, no, it definitely snowed because it was snowing last night when I went out for a walk. Right? So. We've got several inches here, which uh, is like something in metric. I don't know. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> 2.5 ability- centimeters an inch, give or take. <laughs> that's too much math for you to tell for me to tell you when also all I said was several <laughs> uh several inches and less centimeters I guess more, more, <laughs> more, more additional okay so I'm gonna do the mathing how's that <laughs> uh yeah this is why I'm in psychology I work in probabilities not uh <laughs> conversions <laughs> I've never had to convert anything in psychology. I'm just saying. <laughs> Which is probably wise considering Imperial uses fractions. I'm like, I don't understand that at all. I'm never going to deal in Fahrenheit because anything that requires a four over nine is not, I'm not on board. Like base 10 or bust. <laughs> it truly makes no sense. And it's basically impossible to convert. So. <laughs> all give the me people- Kelvin or give me death. <laughs> All the people that were like, wow, we haven't talked about math since the first episode are like, ah, here it is. (laughs) We thought we escaped, but no. (laughs) Oh, sorry. (laughs) We'll try not to throw some stats at you this time. (laughs) Oh, I I make zero promises because we are definitely talking mental health at some point. (laughs) I mean, yeah, that's a true story. Right? Because what are we talking about today? Today we are talking about my favorite murder baby, Teenage Mercenary. <laughs> oh, I don't know if he's my favorite just because Damian Wayne exists, but he is certainly top five. <laughs> yes, and a hundred percent. But you get Damian Wayne and I get Ijin Yu. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, there's not a lot of differences, but we'll get into that. <laughs> Except one of them has people skills and one doesn't. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. That's a fair assessment. Right? <laughs> they both get a little stabby here and there. <laughs> uh, accurate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you drinking anything fun tonight? I am. I've got myself some gin and soda, as is my want. <laughs> and I am drinking an apothic red winemaker's blend. Ooh, yes. delightful. It's very bold. It's blood colored. It felt fitting. <laughs> I like it. I yes. like it. If I was able to drink red wine, I would join you. (laughs) (laughs) Alas, an allergy kicked in about a year ago, and that's just not in the cards. The deep sad. Deep sad. 
deep is sad. So <laughs> my brothers with no conferencing between them decided to all get me wine for Christmas. And so I will be drinking the wine that they have gifted me for probably the next five to 10 recordings. <laughs> I like it. Amazing. Yes. It's good when family knows you. It, it is. <laughs> All right. So shall we tell everybody what Teenage Mercenary is about? Please hit us with that blurb. All right. So at the tender age of eight, Ai-jin Yu lost his parents in a plane crash and became stranded in a foreign land, forced to become a child mercenary in order to stay alive. He returns home 10 years later to be reunited with his family in Korea, where food and shelter are plentiful and everything seems peaceful. But Ai-jin will soon learn that life as a teenager is a whole other feat of survival. With only one year of high school left, Aijin must master new tactics to maneuver his way around the schoolhouse battleground. Can he survive a year of high school? Or rather, can the school survive him? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, (laughs) that might actually be my favorite blurb so far. (laughs) That's pretty great. (laughs) (laughs) uh, What genre would you call this? I mean, like, to be perfectly simplistic, it's action. But, I mean, this is my murder baby we're talking about. So, this is baby John Wick with a live sister instead of a dead dog. (laughs) 100%. I have called it an an action-packed, good-for-him spectacular. (laughs) A thousand percent. Yes. (laughs) We know that the good-for-her genre of movies has become quite a thing lately, right? Mm -hmm, With, like... mm -hmm ready or not in midsummer and all of those yep and uh good for him is harder to pull off i think john wick yes. is like very successful at it yes and Ijin is perfect he is so perfect like i legitimately made my husband laugh when i started binge reading this because we're in bed lying next to each other you know separately reading our comics and he's on his iPad. I'm on my phone lying next to each other. We've got the cat between us. It's very domestic. And all of a sudden I am literally laughing out loud and fist pumping. Yes, you go. Yes. (laughs) I I've heard this story from Steve several times now because (laughs) it was so notable. I can't even help it. I can't even, I love him so much. I'm like, I just want him to beat up everyone. Honestly, I support it. You know, I do. I'm completely here for it. (laughs) I don't know why this character got so under my skin, but he's there and he lives rent free forever. (laughs) He does though. That's, that's the effect of Ijin. I don't know. A hundred percent. I guess gets us right into our favorite characters. Uh, Yeah. Which, I mean, I do have more than one, but my first note is literally, obviously, Ijin. Yes, I feel like more so than anything we've read, Ijin pulls ahead of every other character. Like, I also wrote down many characters, but Ijin, Ijin. I just, he's so great. He's so great. He's like the scariest, toughest murder baby you've ever seen, who is yeah. really, really good at putting on an innocent face and then fucking you up. Like, <laughs> it's bonkers (laughs) and it's not like i think at first it comes off that he's just like all you know fighting skills but he's also brilliant and he can like out maneuver like everyone's out here playing checkers and he's playing 5d chess a thousand percent (laughs) he is stone cold too Mm -hmm. like he is assessing everything (laughs) right right like he is 
only being kept from killing people by a promise at this point. I mean, he's my forever murder baby with less yes. murder and more maiming to be fair. Uh-huh. Um, oh, but I, I feel like we're, the murder will come one day. Yeah. The shackles will be off and, <laughs> and I hell feel like will rain down. <laughs> the, the murder was implied as mm. the like baby mercenary. The mm. training steps were definitely murdery. Yes. Oh, I really do think um, without, without the promise to my other favorite character, he would be murdering currently. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Major King. <laughs> oh, Major Kang made my list too. I'm not gonna lie. I love him so much. Oh, I I so love that like found family, yes. older brother, younger sibling thing. I love it so much. Oh my god, that he's so dedicated to Aijin, and then he just like that he trains him in like a soldiery way, but how to be a teenager in a Korean high school. Like so okay, so. Here are the things that you need to know. This is an internet cafe. Yes, sir. You know? <laughs> yes. When he's teaching him how to play like video games and I just, when it comes up and I just like, I'm ready. I got this. I've trained for this. <laughs> I have, I have coin karaoke on lock. <laughs> oh yes. They get him a karaoke, go-to karaoke song that he practices. It's so amazing. I love it so much. Major Kang thought of everything. <laughs> He is just friggin' goals in a friend, you know? He's so amazing. He is. is. It reminded me, this is the most bizarre comparison, but it reminded me a little bit of uh, Cher and Dion making up Ty and Clueless. Yes! Oh my God, how did I not make that connection until now? (laughs) Because it's unhinged. No, it's perfect. (laughs) Like, we haven't gotten a costume montage, but you know that one happened. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's no way. Ijin didn't pick out these clothes. It was definitely Major King. Uh, yes. I mean, Major King picked out his phone and then yes. he was deeply upset when Grandpa bought him a new one. <laughs> it was the greatest thing ever. And I also love kind of the nameless background soldiers that are super invested in Ijin. And every time yes. he calls, they're all like trying to pile on the phone as well. <laughs> Hi, Ijin. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Have you killed anyone yet? <laughs> <laughs> you know there's a murder pool there is a hundred percent they have bets <laughs> but i mean speaking of grandpa he also made the list i'm not gonna me too. lie me too oh. grandpa's I mean, an angel he's and like i'm grandpa's a king like mm-hmm. he's such a sweet man like how cute is that he he learned how to cook and program a phone just trying to make Ijin feel like more at home he did he's so wonderful and i love how people keep commenting on the fact that he has smiled more in the last like few weeks since i did got back than they've ever seen right just so happy and it's amazing he's so sweet he's so sweet and he just he verbalizes how happy he is to have i home and just yeah like he really goes that extra mile to to make him feel welcome and like family and stuff like that you know so it's so beautiful (laughs) The whole family dynamic is amazing. And we will definitely get more into that. Yes. The live sister. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Who I actually also really love. Yeah. There's not enough of her yet for her to quite make my favorites list. But she's had a couple of moments that have shown really great potential. So I'm hopeful that we get more of her later. Yeah. I mean, we're seeing her at a time when she's severely traumatized. So I I think she was in survival mode. So I'm curious to see how she grows now that that's not the case for her. Exactly. I did, though, have to put Mr. Uh, uh, Dushik Cha. 
on my list. Yes, he's on mine too. Uh, <laughs> I Mr. do believe first level boss. I do believe I called him uh, gangster daddy though instead. <laughs> <laughs> Only Ijen could make somebody go from like legit first level boss fight to gangster daddy honestly, in a panel and a half. <laughs> honestly. Yeah. Cause he comes and he's like, so scary. And he's got these like scars out his face. Cause he has a dark past and he like has this like team of gangsters. He's so creepy. And then like a few episodes later, he is Ijen's biggest fan and would do anything for him. And like his underlings are taking selfies with Ijen's grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. Ijen collects dads the way that Pokemon traders collect Pokemon. <laughs> he just right? He just has a whole team of dads ready to go at all times. <laughs> it is actually boggling. I mean, he lost one, so now he's collecting them forever. Like <laughs> honestly, just dads everywhere. <laughs> it is amazing. It is. I don't know. Like it's almost like I don't know. I was thinking about this when we were, when I was making my notes, because the next, you know, thing we go into is favorite ship. Mm-hmm. Like for me, this, I, it's not like, I don't have them. You can count on me. Oh, I, oh, I have one too. And I really want to know if it's the same one. <laughs> okay. But um, for me, this story isn't actually a shitty yeah. story. It's no, not. I agree. Like, for me, the thing that I love about this and what I really focus on is the emphasis on the family dynamics, the yep. family love and the friendships that are being yeah. developed, the found family and the, the platonic love that is yes. developing. I, I'm loving that so much. So I yeah, agree. there are a couple of ships that have kind of like piqued my interest right that's who I am oh yeah me too but you're right it doesn't even need it like I hope I kind of hope we get some of them but if we don't ever it won't matter no it's it will be no detraction to the story for me and we certainly haven't yet and it's not like the short story is short so far so it's definitely not a priority no and to be fair there's not even that much of a hint of it yet no, no. Oh, no. We are reading into it a hundred percent. Yeah. We are using our mad skills. It's yeah. not, it's not in the text at this point. Like, it's not even truly subtext if I'm being oh, no, no. completely honest, because legit, this story is about family and yes. found family and friends. Are like, you, is, is this the same as when I uh, recommended you watch Prodigal Son and you discovered how oh. it was only gay in my head? <laughs> oh my God. That was actually startling. <laughs> I think I repeatedly told you that the ship is not real. I mean, you definitely did. Like, in fairness, you definitely did. You definitely did. But and I had I read your fanfic before I saw the show. And I I was completely thrown. Okay. I know. I know. I was, I'm trying to picture it through the lens of someone who'd never seen it, you know, read the fanfiction before watching it. And I'm like, you're right. It's not there. Like, like at all. <laughs> present no no <laughs> but there's a lot to ship in that show but that is not one of them <laughs> oh, watch prodigal son it's amazing it is amazing <laughs> although be warned the ending was not the ending was an accident it was an accident we'll <laughs> go with that tell <laughs> yes Woo. still worth it still worth still it still worth it oh yes i almost said speaking of subtext but that would play my hand a little bit <laughs> Okay, no, no, now you need to play your hand. Uh, the bodyguard teenager. Obviously. <laughs> I do. I haven't even learned his name. He's like, rival. no, I did. I wrote it down. Okay. Um, Sirkju Ko. Sirkju Ko. Yeah. 
Yes. So rival bodyguard, super hot. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. Also a teenager, also very smart in many ways. Yes. Very comparable to Ijen, though still just not with as that hint of enemies to lovers that you love so much. <laughs> Chef's kiss. Oh, we'll get to we will get to it in ships. I'm just- yep. <laughs> But in character, I already liked it. Like yeah. I, we've gotten very little and I'm just like, I love this man. Yeah. I, I would die for him. <laughs> you know what? The moment that I really, like, I, I liked him mm-hmm. when he was introduced and all of that. But the moment I was like, oh, I love this kid is when he looked at Ijen and said, when this is all over, I will apologize to you appropriately. Yes. And then he did. And then he did. I love a man who can apologize. Yep. Man with some follow through and some emotional awareness. Oh, Oh. yes. Mm, mm. Yep. We love to see it. Yeah, we do. (laughs) (laughs) So then for me, my other three favorite characters in my head just come as a package set. All right. Which is uh, his trio of besties. (laughs) I love them so much. So he has this basically the friend he makes on the first day of school, mm-hmm. who is this quiet, tiny, nerdy little guy. Young Chen Park. Yes, Young Chen Park. And then the two minor bullies who are mm-hmm. who seem like a threat until we meet the major, like yes. capital letter bullies later, yeah. who ev- like very easily quickly become converted to friends. <laughs> yes. Uh Jae Young Lee and Hyuk Jin Ju. Yes. And <laughs> the three of them together bond over computer games, which is helpful because, you know, Ijin was trained in the art of the game. <laughs> Not trained enough, apparently, though. No, he still sucks he at still it. He still sucks. <laughs> but they love him anyway. And which he gets is lovely. In, he gets in his first group chat with them, which baby's first group chat. Oh, my God. I mean, I guess that's assuming that he doesn't have a group chat with Major Kang and the soldiers, which is a bold assumption now that it I'm saying it is a it. bit of a bold assumption, although I feel it, though, because he when he texts Major Kang, he just texts Major Kang. I think because right. that's why the other soldiers are just hanging on every word. Right. They're all desperate for a group chat. But for some mm-hmm. reason, it hasn't been approved up the ladder. <laughs> they, they submitted an approval request for a group chat. <laughs> exactly. But it hasn't made it through the red tape. yet. No, no, not yet. <laughs> one day, one day. OK, well, now do we go to ships? Ship, 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 ship. ship. <laughs> okay, so again, we both played our hand very yeah, hard. Yeah. Rivals to lovers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Granted, they're rivals for like five seconds. So, as yeah. far as that goes, it's a minor rivalry at all. Yeah. The baby gut bodyguard and baby mercenary are very cute. There's a moment, and I know, I know, like my head tells me we're supposed to read it as tension. Yeah. But I love to read tension and put sexual in front of it. <laughs> <laughs> when they stare at each other, they make eye contact and it's like five panels of eye contact. And mm-hmm. in that moment, I went, I will be shipping this. Thank you very much. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I even went so far as to potentially ship uh, the sister, Day on You and Yona Sim. I do actually too. Yes. I, I feel like they have this really sweet connection. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so that's, we haven't talked about her actually at all. So she doesn't have much of a personality. I'm guessing that's why she didn't make it into either one of our favorite lists. Yeah. Uh, but she is, uh, she is in this family of, I don't even, how do we describe her family? 
uh, dysfunctional is how we <laughs> describe her family. Dysfunctional, super wealthy, very murderous, shady business yeah. family of that do that have a business. I don't know what it is. Their actual technical business, no idea. Unless their business is just crime, because at this point, it, you could tell me that's what it is they do. <laughs> I, I think they do all the things, crime included. Like crime and, they're a very, I mean, business crime is part of it. But I haven't figured out what the legal part of their job is at this point. No. Uh, but she is the da- one of the daughters of this, or one of the granddaughters of the, because it's the grandfather in charge, I think, Yeah. Um, of it. And she's constantly being attempted, kidnapped, but protected by rival bodyguard and has a history of friendship with Aijin's sister that I think could easily tip over into romance. Exactly. Exactly. And it's funny because while I was doing this and like making up my notes and, and thinking about things and mm-hmm. I, uh, I actually came up with a third potential ship. Oh, I have one too. Okay. Let's see <laughs> if it's the same one. Go. Okay. <laughs> so this is like, not even just stretching. This is, this is me just like fully, fully wish listing. I am edge of my seat. I want to know if it's the same one. Okay. Go for it. <laughs> because I don't like who Ham San Kang is with in the story. I want him with Cha. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, it wasn't the same one, but I'm on board. <laughs> you want his dads to literally become his I dads. really literally want his dads to be his dads. <laughs> okay, so gangster daddy and soldier daddy together. <laughs> yes. Okay. Happy yes. family. Thousand percent. I accept it. I accept it. They have not met on panel. No, never stopped us before. Um, (laughs) I think they'd be great together. They would be so cute. Now Major Kang is in the country. Like he's here. He's in, in the city even. So that could happen. They'll meet, they'll meet at some point. Exactly. They'll look across a probably crime scene at each other. (laughs) There will be significant eye contact. (laughs) We love at first sight. There's multiple bodies bleeding out on the floor and Mm -hmm. they're, but all they had eyes were for each other. Exactly. (laughs) Romance. (laughs) Oh, you know, smoke a cigarette, have a drink. It'll be very romantic. Yes. Okay. Don't smoke kids. It's bad. (laughs) Only smoking webtoons. Exactly. <laughs> webtoons can't get lung cancer. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Unless it is one of those sad teenage romances about them getting lung cancer. Yeah, yeah. In which case, then all bets are off. <laughs> all bets are off. One of them's dead by the end. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> was Side that bar. casually uh, falling our stars reference? Yes, it was. It was. <laughs> um, no, my third one then is totally different. I actually shipped two of his trio of besties. Oh, do you really? I do. And I'm so bad because I have not learned everyone's names in this comic yet because there's about one billion characters, unlike our usual webcomic. But <laughs> I ship a tiny nerdy bestie with redheaded former bully bestie. Oh, yes. <laughs> Young Chen and, um, yes, oh my you. God, uh, Jay Young. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Jay yes, Young and Young Chen. Thank you. <laughs> yes, I see. Ooh, I okay, should. Okay, uh, like here is my minor textual evidence. Yes. At one point, uh, Young Chen is being bullied by just some rando. In my brain, I have decided he was a lax bro, but I actually think I made that up. <laughs> I was simultaneously reading uh, Check Please. And so in my brain, the lax bros are the bullies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, wait, I don't even think they have Lex Bros here. I just <laughs> threw that in. Anyway, he's something. Maybe I'm a high school guy. <laughs> rival. Oh, it was a different high school. That's what it was. Yeah. 
just decided they were jocks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the rival high school guy is bullying him and uh, Jeong Lee comes in and rescues him and then tells him to he has to like step to them to learn and then he decides to step to these two of his besties that used to be bullies and tell them that their behavior affected him and they immediately apologize it's the sweetest and then he's proud of him and i'm like ship ship it ship it Yep. A little bit of accountability. <laughs> the thing, okay, what you're learning, listeners, the things we find attractive, accountability and apologizing. <laughs> oh, it's funny because it's true. It's funny because it's true and it's attractive <laughs> because it's rare. <laughs> <laughs> Men, the bar is on the floor. <laughs> Please step over it. Stop um, tripping it. Stop tripping on it. You can do it. <laughs> Oh God, I love it. These are good ships, though. Yes, for a, ships. for a mostly shipless story. I know, but that we actually... have we have like five thousand characters, That's and true. we could only make three or four ships. So I'm saying it's still not a very shippable. True. Usually, in a story with this many characters, I would have so many ships that it's you know looking like a fleet out there. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Thank you. <laughs> oh, not like you don't have enough nicknames, but I'm going to start calling you Admiral. Oh, <laughs> <Yes>! <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you want to start touching on themes? Absolutely. What is your first theme? What family means? I love this. I love this story for its exploration of family. Yeah. You know, again, it's not there. Like we usually. And I say usually, like we have thousands of episodes out there, but just mm-hmm. knowing us and our hi- reading history, we, we read a lot of queer stuff. Yes. Um, and this isn't a story that has a lot of exploration of a queer narrative specifically, but it does sort of touch on some of those things with such an emphasis on found family. Yeah. You know, with Ijin and his soldiers and then finding his bio family again and reconnecting with that and the emphasis on his connecting with people outside of that as well and learning how to reconnect with people after having this sort of traumatic upbringing and and how important that has been for his sense of self and sense of safety you know and like he is an incredibly smart and strategic and effective person who has had not enough of a childhood (laughs) and sort of see him kind of connecting the dots as he comes back in and is treated to people who actually give a shit. (laughs) Yeah. And how that is so impactful. And so like each moment of it is such, is something that he specifically cherishes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like like the group text with his friends, like the moments with his sister walking home, right? having her care about him even when she's the one in danger yes oh thousand percent there's a really sweet moment we get uh so most of the story is in the present time where he has just returned home and is learning it but we get flashbacks both to his time as a mercenary and his time with major kang and the soldiers side note i definitely saw major kang and the soldiers in concert I want to. I know. It's such a good band name. <laughs> but anyway, so 
I derailed myself so hard. <laughs> Amazing. And that was a beautiful thing to watch. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. <laughs> uh, so Major King, during his time with Major King, um, there's a moment where Major King kind of wants to know what he hopes to get out of being a regular teenager. And Ainjin says that he wants to learn what it means to be family. Mm-hmm. And later on, we get Major Kang checking in. Like, how's your goal going? Have you learned what family is? And Ijin's like, I'm starting to. And it's so good. It's yeah. so good. I mean, that leads right into my favorite quotes. So we'll leave that for now. But <laughs> yeah, we'll be back to this. We'll, we'll circle back to that quite right. thoroughly. Yeah, my big theme, surprise, surprise, is mental health. Right? (laughs) So iGen is a pretty well-done depiction of PTSD. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, he has flashbacks all the time. I think one of the first times we see it, they're dribbling a ball outside and the sound of it hitting the side of the wall, he immediately has a flashback to gunfire. Mm -hmm. And it's just, I don't know, it's very effectively and subtly done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's wonderful. And even in the story, they talk about mental health, both like directly and indirectly, mm-hmm. you know, in a, in a, in a, I think an effective way, um, yeah. you know, when they, after they've been through a couple of traumatic things and, um, oh my goodness, what is her name again? Yona, uh, mm-hmm. Yonason is feeling guilty because um, everyone was drawn into this sort of dramatic situation because she got kidnapped. Right. And then, you know, I sister was kidnapped with her and all of this. And so she insists on the, on providing medical care and, and that including mental health care. Yes, absolutely. I love that emphasis. I do too. It was so brilliant. I mean, she literally is like, I will pay for your mental health care if you go. Uh, and I think we see a moment of Ija is sitting there looking at the therapist's office door, you know, waiting for his sister. And I know that part of it is like being protective and doesn't want to leave her alone, but I'm kind of hoping a part of him a little bit wants to get help too someday. Right? Yeah. Like there did almost appear to be a longing. I think so too. Right. Yeah. And I, I, I like also, and sort of to bring the two together a bit in the exploration of what family means, we have all of these positive examples, these found families, these friendships, these beautiful relationships, but we also have some examples of really toxic ones, right? You know, we have the Kims and we have the sins and we have the, so we have these families that are tearing each other apart. These, yeah. you know, that are just like, and we, like, like the sins are tearing each other apart. Like they're literally mm-hmm. in fighting where, yeah. Um, Yona and her cousin are at odds to the point where Yona can't, she, her bodyguard is protecting her as much from her own family yeah. as he is protecting her from external threats. That's absolutely terrifying, you know? Yeah. And then you have the Kims who are a very like sort of, they're a, a solidified family unit. Mm-hmm. Their togetherness is, is tight, but in a very toxic way. Yeah, absolutely. Where it feeds off each other, you know, and like when you when you're presented with these four extremely toxic people, and the least toxic appearing one of them is the father who is completely corrupt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, literally the boss of da- gangster daddy Cha. Um, he's like so. <laughs> exactly, like he's and he's the one who seems the least morally right. Yeah you know, corrupt that that's, that's where you're, you're at, you know, like the, the, the brother and sister are, are proud of their bullying to the point where they keep videos of themselves brutalizing and, Mm -hmm. and like, um, extorting money and favors and things like that from people who are less fortunate than them. And right. 
<laughs> like sadistic bullying. Yeah. We're not talking like minor bullying here. Like no. this is high key bullying. Yeah. So you really do get to see kind of a full range of what family means, which yeah. I think is really interesting because a lot of the time when you do an exploration like that, it's, mm-hmm. it is usually to kind of determine the positive sides of that, which is fantastic. And I love that. And that is right. obviously what I would like to focus on. Sure. It is nice to see it in contrast of something else. Right. So, yeah, absolutely. And I'm curious, I mean, maybe this gets into predictions, but I'm curious if we'll keep seeing more of that as we learn, like his trio of besties, like what's their families like? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I suspect well, and you know, major Kang, what's his family life like? And I think I'd be we'll get- really curious to see some of those answers. I, I would love it if Gangster Daddy was secretly actually a dad. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't it be cool if he had kids? I think yes. that would be great. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, so I agree. I definitely agree. So I love that. I love how that's all done. I do too. Oh, the story is so smart. <laughs> it is. It is. It's really compelling. Like you it don't is. on the surface because, you know, at the surface of it, you're just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. But then there's just so much going on. There's a lot going on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. And there's a lot of brilliant dialogue as well. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Do you want to hit story specifics or quotes? Let's hit some quotes, maybe. And All then right. slide into story specifics. Okay. Um. So my, my very first quote is one we've referenced already, which was, um, when Ijin is talking to major Kang on the phone and one of the other soldiers goes, sir, did Ijin already kill someone <laughs> at this point? All Ijin has said was hello. I love it so much. <laughs> They're not sure. Like they let this child back into the, in high school and we're like, wow, let's hope he doesn't murder a teenager. <laughs> I mean, the provocation is real. <laughs> oh, it is. Oh, it is. <laughs> I I love when, when before they've released him back into society and Aijin yes. and Major Kang are talking and Major Kang's like, you got to try not to fight people. <laughs> right. And Aijin's like, no, no, I'm aware. I know I'm good at situational, you know, understanding. I can find my way out of a fight. I can, you know, I'm good. I, I've got this. And Major Kang's like, no, no, honey. <laughs> I'm not worried about you. I'm worried about them. (laughs) Right. Right. He's like, some teenager is going to provoke you and end up with like a multiple contusion. Right. It's going to be on an ME slab. (laughs) And I'm going to have some explaining to do. (laughs) Right. Oh, yes. Because, you know, he put his job on the line to let this murder baby back into a high school. There's no Mm -hmm. way he didn't like stake everything on this. Exactly. Oh, I love it. I, uh, I love, and it, this is one of those, mo- and so this is one that we may like t- cry, like sobs, you know, as where, um, Ijin's talking to his sister afterward, after the whole like kidnapping thing and they're walking home, I think. And, uh, she's thanking him again, you know, and she's like, Oh, I seem to be doing that a lot. And he says, no, I'm the one who should be thanking you. I think I know what it feels like now. What family feels like. Yes. Uh, right in the feels. Yes. <laughs> I, my next one is also between him and his sister, um, where he says that was the first time in my life, having someone put my safety above their own. Ah! Oh my God. Oh, I'm sorry. I just hit trail. I apologize. (laughs) We, oh, we love it. Oh, murder baby. I'm so proud of you. 
baby. He did so good. <laughs> so good. <laughs> but I did, I also wrote down the quote about uh, Young Chen talking to um, his future boyfriend. <laughs> yes, yes. Glad you're on board. <laughs> you might think you're joking around and playing rough, but it's all the same kind of violence for the rest of us. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I love Thank that. You for using your words, babe. Yeah, he is very good at using his words, and we yeah. love it. The look on his face, though, when he's done and he's so proud of himself, and he's got this little <laughs> smile on his face, like, like I, I did, did it. it, I was assertive, <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> so good, and we love to see mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, so mm-hmm. great! I this is more of a general repeating favorite quote, but I also love the many times when people are like, where did you learn that, Ijen? And he's like, I learned it on the streets. And everyone just keeps going, this smart Alec punk. He's like, not because it won't tell us the truth. And he's just sitting there like, you know, I don't have to lie because nobody believes me. Right? Oh my God. The other repeating one that I love is <laughs> oh my God, when everybody comes up to Ijen and says, either who or what are you yeah what are says, you <laughs> I'm a high schooler I'm a teenager I go to a high school and they look at him like uh-huh tell <laughs> and- me another one <laughs> in addition to <laughs> <laughs> you psycho little murder baby <laughs> right oh my god <laughs> he's not psycho though he's very very put together no, he's intentional yes <laughs> Makes him all the more dangerous. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Does that lead us into our story? Specific? I think it does. Yes, definitely. <laughs> what do you oh. have first? <laughs> Ijin's face right before he's about to John Wick out on someone where you can see him <laughs> calculating all the odds and they are not ever in your favor. <laughs> Oh, a hundred percent. Do you remember the um, Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes where he would like map the fight scene in his head and then yep. execute it? Yes. That's a hundred percent what I picture. And how you can see it in his face. Mm-hmm. There's a panel. There's always a panel of his mm-hmm. face right before shit gets real. Yep. And you can see all of that happening in his face when mm-hmm. he's got his little cold dead eyes looking at you. <laughs> And I am here for it. 1000% good for him. Oh my God. You, what do you think? My first note is it. And I will read it verbatim. The phone sobs. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. When Gramps needed to program it for himself, but then apologized for doing the unboxing. Yeah. Yes, him getting him a new phone and just wanting him, giving him the, the latest model because he yeah. just loves him so much. He wants to give him the world. And then, of course, Major Kang being so upset because he'd already given him that exact model of phone. Right? Oh, my God. Oh, I love so it so cute. much. And like, and I didn't even think twice about it. Like he legit mm-hmm. put the other phone aside and, and mm-hmm. you, you know, he texted Major Kang to say, contact me at this number now. Yep. Oh, oh, we love so it. Sweet. We love to see it. Oh, how about every time Ijin thinks he not only to protect his sister from violence, but also mm-hmm. from the image of himself committing violence. Right. Like, he just tosses his jacket over her head at one point. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, just hold on, hold on one second. Yeah. Tosses his jacket over her head. At one point, he's like, close your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, big brother is about to murder <laughs> <laughs> 
you don't need this image in your head. No, 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 no. <laughs> so that's good. so sweet. Yeah. 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 I think my next one. So we, at the, this point of the story, we had seen him fight, but yep. we hadn't seen him scheme yet. Mm-hmm. The first time that he successfully outsmarts somebody in the story, when the two major like high key bully children of the, the Chen family yep. are, um, when they are like tormenting his sister and he can't get them to back off and he keeps fighting them and they still won't back off. So he breaks into their father's business, finds all the evidence of illegal dealings and and finds the videos of these kids and is basically like, oh, I don't want an apology. I don't want, uh, you know, this or that. No reparations. I, yeah, yeah, no money. They're transferred. I yeah. don't want to see their faces again. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. That was the moment I, I was Bye-bye. fist pumping in the air. <laughs> Full on. Right. And then they like test him and show up again. And he's like, it's released. Yep. Period. I hit the button. It's in the news. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck to you. <laughs> he was like, you thought I was bluffing? Uh-uh. <laughs> That's on you. It's all on you. <laughs> and gangster daddy shows up just to be like, damn kid, that was cold. I, I love it. <laughs> Oh God, I love Gangster Daddy so much. <laughs> He's like so impressed. <laughs> oh, so He's good. He's just like, why did you do that? And Ijin goes, they were warned. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we just needed a, you know? <laughs> so, I, I gave them a chance and they didn't take it. That's what, I did. what you get. What it's you get. Not my fault. They didn't take it. <laughs> oh God. I also... um and this was, I think, my favorite sister moment um, is when Dayon tells Aijin that he doesn't have to tell her what he's done. She yes. knows. And it doesn't change anything because yes. sometimes you just can't talk about trauma. Yes. I love it. That was She's a great so moment. She was, that was, I think, one of her, I think that was her best moment. I agree. I think realizing that she was not going to be kind of that stereotype character where she's so against his violence or, yeah. you know, because I felt like that was where we were going and then realizing it wasn't. She's like, you know, I don't know what happened. I don't know why he did this, but you know, I'm here. And I was just like, I love you're you. my brother and I love you. And yeah, yeah that's amazing. Yep. There's a, there's a great moment kind of reflective of that later where the grandfather who has no idea any of this is going on, poor thing <laughs> is like, do you think I will be safe at night on his own? And the sister just looks at him and smiles and <laughs> goes on doing good cooking. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, like, I'd be more worried about the people of, out there in the night than I am. <laughs> but I do love the fact that they're both so committed to protecting Gramps' innocence. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, you know, it's very sweet. Like, you know, protect Ojichan. He needs mm-hmm. it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Not, yeah. Uh, and every time Dayon tries to protect Ijin from something and yeah. his heart swells three times, you know? <laughs> yeah. She's like, I, I love this girl. I love her. I will die for her. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love how his like slowly growing group of people that are protective of him immediately love his sister at every time they see her like gangster daddy has seen her and the grandfather at this point and are, is just like, Oh, they look happy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wanted to know his sister was safe after all that. <laughs> I love it so much. So cute. It's so good. Oh, we love it. I also, so my other favorite moment is when Major Kang. So we find out that Major Kang is engaged 
to evil uh granddaughter in the family the sim family <sighs> not okay yeah i don't know how this well it's an arranged marriage yeah, right? it's an arranged marriage between his family and her family so right. i'm really curious to hear more about his family I know Major Kang has got some stuff going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So he is, he doesn't know her. And that's the only defense I'm going to give him for be- dating like literal devil herself. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Although, oh my God, it solidified him in my heart when she yes. asked him about iGen and he flat out didn't even consider it. Like that was the just moment re- I was going to say. used her like, nope. You, and then it was know. just like that internal dialogue of, oh, I didn't, you owe me. <laughs> yeah. You better know how much I love you, kid. I think was the exact quote. And I was like, yes. Oh, I mean, I, li- I also wrote that down. I was just like how much Major Kang and the boys just love iGen. <laughs> they just love him. They love him so much. Oh. Oh God. And like, yep. I mean, basically every moment Ijen is kicking butt and taking yep. names. Oh my God. Yes. They're amazing. So good. And you know, every moment he's with his family or friends. So yeah. every mo- moment. Yeah. <laughs> I love the moment too, um, when his trio of friends have to beat up bullies and he's not there. Like every other time a fight has happened, Ijen has shown up in like the nick of time. So of course mm-hmm. that's what I'm expecting, but they don't need it because these are just high school bullies and his yeah. trio of friends take them down on their own. And they're and so it- proud. <laughs> they're so proud. And then uh, the future boyfriend one um, has this moment where he quotes Ijen I and he's like <laughs> he's trying friend to be, just calls him out straight like he's trying to be so cool and he's posing and they both just look at him and they're like didn't Ijen say that <laughs> he's like shut up this is my moment <gasps> and they're like they're talking about Ijen the whole time too they're like how come when Ijen punches them they stay down <laughs> <laughs> yeah Oh. oh god and then they walk away from that fight and they run into Ijen and they're like yeah look at that we took them on six to three and we beat them and it was awesome and he's like oh yeah and then they walk through the pile of people he's left in his wake and it's like <laughs> seven to one yeah right because it turned like, out he did get there in time they just didn't see you <laughs> yeah he's like I don't know they just all jumped me I guess when yeah. I saw my uniform <laughs> what you gonna do <laughs> love it oh god he's so funny He's so good. <laughs> the other moment that made me cry yeah. is Yona's dad. Mm-hmm. We He was dead now, but we see him in flashbacks. Mm-hmm. He is one of the people that Aijin rescued as a mercenary. Mm-hmm. And we get these, speaking of what family is like, right? We get these yes. amazing moments of this man wanting to take care of Aijin because he realizes he's a teenager and he can't figure out why he's a mercenary. Mm-hmm. He's like feeding him and talking to him and worried about him and we find out later that he even asked the grandfather to try to find out why there was a child in you know involved in this group of mercenaries and Mm -hmm. it was I cried so hard I know and when you find out that like he his he gave Aijin a mission to go find his daughter and tell her that his final thoughts were of her and he was sorry that he hadn't gotten back to see her and he was that's his big regret and all of this stuff. And- right. And Aijin couldn't figure out why he had given it, him this message, knowing that this man made it home, at least to see the grandfather. He mm-hmm. didn't get to see his daughter, but then he realizes that the man gave him this message so that he could have a chance of getting free. So he would yes. go find her and then maybe would it be safe? And yeah. I, oh. I know. Oh God. Niagara Falls. I know. (laughs) I know. I'm sobbing. Oh, so good. So good. 
Uh, do you have any predictions for the way the story is going to go? <sighs> That's so hard. I, I feel like we obviously have to get a lot more backstory and figure mm-hmm. out. I want to know who trained Ijen. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's the Damian Wayne comparison in my brain again, but I'm waiting for the League of Assassins. You know, I'm, I'm waiting like- for Talia Al Ghul <laughs> to yeah, be in this. Yes, yes. Huh? <laughs> Where is the Lazarus Pit? Like, I just need to know, right? Because well, he says he learned it on the streets. No, somebody taught him, and I need to know exactly. You know what that deal was? Like, how did he go from airplane wreckage to John Wick baby? Uh huh. Yeah. Where's the gap? Like, there's a gap. We need to know. (laughs) We need to know. We need to. A thousand percent. (laughs) Yeah. How about you? Do you have predictions? I do. Well, I have, yes, I have a couple. Like, okay. I'm excited. um, Well, obviously more mayhem. There better be. uh i i believe obviously like in the immediate future we're gonna have ijin going to the mattresses to save his boy major kang obviously yes oh yeah major kang got kidnapped that's yeah. <laughs> we didn't even mention that no because i am not okay <laughs> this is not okay no. No, 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 no. this is not an okay cliffhanger author no, no. just fyi no no <laughs> honestly it's that quote from brooklyn 99 where i'm like i've only just now met major keg but if anything happens to him i will kill everyone in this room and myself exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> yes uh, we're gonna go rosa all up in this. Just gonna... <laughs> you've been warned <laughs> yeah. yeah um i think that uh ga uh the angry granddaughter that kang is is hmm. um engaged to <laughs> is definitely going to do something to expose herself as a piece of trash yeah. um and that's going to put strain on this engagement and i'm really hoping that cha comes into this at that point because yeah. i really want gangster daddy involved more <laughs> Ooh, maybe maybe uh evil granddaughter can uh hire cha because he's yes. kind of like gangster for hire, right? It's true. It's so true. She could hire him for something and him realizing that it's on the wrong side of Ijen, he tells Ijen instead. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I love this. Okay. And I do feel like we're going to get introduced to more of the Sin family yeah, I think as so well. Too. Because like um, Yona has mentioned that like her siblings are out to get her and we haven't right. met them yet. We've only yeah. met her cousin, which maybe, right. you know, it might be treated as a sibling, but that's only one. So like, I, there's at least one more coming, I right. think. So I'm yeah. curious to know more about the sin family. And I, so I feel like, like we have like a, like boss levels to get through. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? And Ooh. so we had child first and I think, uh, I think GA is the next one and yeah. that's coming up. Yeah. And well, so the next one after that would be like another sin family yeah. member. Ooh, maybe we get like, uh, <laughs> this is just my brain going, give me more shipping material. please. Yeah. Maybe one of them is another teenager and he's like a hot bad boy, but not like evil the way the Ooh. other ones are. And so he can come in and kind of be like minorly antagonistic of Iogen, but like also kind of like him. Love triangle. Okay. I can dig like it. A whole love triangle. And oh yeah. Yeah. Bodyguard has to hate him because he's yeah. like, oh, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like yeah. it. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, how do you feel about the art in this? Art's really fun. I would say it's like classic kind of anime yeah. manga uh kind of style art. 
Mm-hmm. I, for me, I love the use of color. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that's really fascinating. There's a lot of the way the color is used to kind of indicate different time periods, you know, yeah. like the flashbacks have a more muted palette. That's true. Offering yeah. a dream-like tone with lots of blues and greens and things like that, yeah. where the current timeline is brighter and more vivid with cleaner lines and a neutral mm. palette. And red, no matter where it is used, is used very brightly and effectively mm. to convey violence in either action or emotion. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's really fascinating. I really yeah. enjoy that. Uh, and the faces are extremely expressive. Yes. Oh, yes. Everyone looks like themselves. Like, I think it's really easy. Again, we have like a cast of 500 people. Exactly. Like, there's a reason we're, we're like juggling names here. Is there's so many characters and you're introduced and you just have to keep up. But, yeah. but the art makes it possible because everybody is distinct looking. Very like, much. You can have five characters in a room and you will know who all five of them are. Yeah. You know, we're not having that situation where say Bruce Wayne and Clark Kent are in the same room and you're like fuck which one's which yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) you know know which artists I'm talking about out there everyone (laughs) is very distinct which is really good yeah they have like little things like one of his trio of besties has this beautiful curly red hair like there's there's just such a distinct character design everyone's has um outfits that really express them they have fun with the art around what Ijin wears yes can we just talk about his costume design for five to 10 hours? <laughs> yeah. Also, and before we get too far off art, I do want to talk about the movement in it. Yeah. Yes. Especially with the fight scenes. Yeah. So like for me, I actually struggle a little bit with movement visually. And like, I, I legitimately go to physio for this. Yeah. Like, oh, fair. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's an actual thing. Like it's a, my acuity goes down when there's movement and there's so right. much movement in this art that I struggle to focus on the fight scenes. Yeah. So I can't pick out the detail in that. And that's, it's a little bit difficult for me, yeah. but that actually adds to the tension and the the sense of movement yeah. in, in the story and then how the story is told. So like those fight scenes are so like, if they're vivid, they're yeah. vivid and impactful because I legitimately can't focus my eyes on them. They're moving so fast. Yeah. How, and I think there, there's just a quality of, they kind of blur together in yeah. a way that you know, his movement would, if you were watching it, it's very interesting. Fight scenes are hard for me because I tend to get bored in fight scenes in movies, you know, like they're just not very interesting to me frequently, but I, it never lost me in this. Like I was there, I was there for all of it. I wanted to see him, you know, throat punch somebody. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So I just, I thought that was really interesting. It's not something I've experienced before. It's really impressive. Yeah. It was really impressive. Yeah. So I like that a lot. But yes, Aijin, Aijin's costume. Yes, the art around his costumes. <laughs> like, so we have his mercenary look, which is so cool. I love I it. I don't like... His little yeah. scarf around his face so people yeah. can't see how young he is and the yeah. whole, like, yeah. He looks like such a badass. Oh my God. And then we get, when he is being like a temporary bodyguard, we get him in a suit. Oh, do we ever. <laughs> my God. <laughs> God, uh, just for the record, listeners, he's 19. <laughs> <laughs> Don't and get a creeped out. 19. Like, Don't wow. get creeped out. He is an adult. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but yeah. He's hot. He's hot. <laughs> we like it. A man yep. in a suit. <laughs> man in a suit. <laughs> and he's so self possessed. And all, everybody, yeah. all of the people around him, all of the adults, all of the fully trained bodyguards are all like, damn. this is just not fair I do love how he walks around and there's always like 
you know, five to 10 teenage girls who are just like, (gasps) (laughs) has he noticed? Doesn't seem like it. I don't think so. He's busy clocking all the exits. He hasn't noticed the like wake of fangirls. (laughs) And like, it's, it's hysterical. The wake of fangirls is an actually an excellent description because it does. It looks like a boat leaving a wake. Like they just fall to the side as he passes. like whoa and like everybody comments on his sister asks him like oh did you have a girlfriend he's like girl friend I know what (laughs) does not compute (laughs) right I mean fair he was a teenage mercenary yeah not a lot of time we don't know I mean one can hope (laughs) one can hope I would love it to turn out they're like but you know how you never had a girlfriend because you're a mercenary and he's like no because I like guys (laughs) (laughs) God, so funny. Yeah, I would love a full, like, my gentle giant moment where he's like, I was a mercenary. I wasn't raised in a cave. I know, <laughs> <laughs> I know what love is. <laughs> I just- <laughs> that would be high key amazing. Yep. Yep. <laughs> oh, I love it so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> so, what are you going to, what are you going to bring for us next time? Ooh, well, we had a lot of violence, blood and gore in this one. Mm-hmm. So for a change of pace, mm-hmm. we're gonna... <laughs> you already know my pick for this one. So for a change of pace, we're going to read Everything is Fine. Everything a is sweet Fine. story about people with animal heads that has no blood and murder in it. <laughs> Narrator, there was in fact blood and murder in it. <laughs> This is the most unsettling thing I have ever read. And I love horror. <gasps> it, it, it's like, it's legit. I did not see that coming. Whoa, <laughs> Nelly. Well, my, my hackles are raised just remembering it. Like the hair on the back of my neck is standing at attention. Mm-hmm. So buckle up, friends, because this one is a trip. Yes. Spoiler warning. <laughs> Spoiler warning. Also, like, uh, be prepared to get scared. Mm-hmm. And do we have a our first special guest next time? I think we do. I think we do. Ooh, we yeah. <laughs> are going to invite our very own host of the Talking Comics podcast and the love of my life, Steve Say, coming to join us with next time here on Thirsty on Tunes. <laughs> Uh, this is our long con to get him to finally read this comic that I've yes. been recommending for so long. <laughs> <laughs> so join us for that. <laughs> oh, that's going to be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Totally unhinged. Totally but amazing. Unhinged. But when are we not? <laughs> this is true. See you then. Okay, welcome to Chaser. <laughs> a show within a show. <laughs> exactly. Because you just can't quite get enough. <laughs> yes. And sometimes our show within a show might become an actual episode. We'll see. <laughs> Depends on how long we meander. <laughs> <laughs> so what is our chaser for if you enjoy Teenage Mercenary? Oh, then you're definitely, definitely going to enjoy Atomic Blonde. Atomic, Atomic Blonde. Blonde. <gasps> 
<laughs> oh my god this is one of my top favorite action movies of all time oh and my god yes love it <gasps> so good yeah if this if mercenary if teenage mercenary is a good for him story mm-hmm. then atomic blonde is a good for her story <laughs> oh yeah and like <laughs> a legit one mm-hmm. i mean charlize theron is goals for any number of reasons but yeah. she can do action holy crap yeah. oh my god that lady is skilled oh my god <laughs> oh my god she does in this movie i mean it's action there's so much emotion like she does it all within mm-hmm. the scope of this movie and there's so much depth to her character that yep. she brings through her expressions and uh, i'm just in love <laughs> i know she is spectacular she is I, just like oh, oh my god I love her so much and uh cockney uh james mcavoy is pretty fun <laughs> <laughs> he is the loki variant <laughs> he is the loki variant for sure <laughs> Also, and I think we forgot to mention this from Teenage Mercenary, definitely Ijen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Ijen. <laughs> sure. Yeah, we didn't mention it, but Ijen for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Just got to bring the chaos. Oh, my God. So much chaos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, so you have some fun stories about Steve and the premiere of Atomic Blood. <laughs> I do. Yes. So... When we, we got married in July, right before it was going to be San Diego Comic-Con where they were doing the press junket for Atomic Blonde. And so of course we had our wedding, we had our big party with all our family and the whole thing. And you'd think we'd go off on our honeymoon, but no, Steve went off (laughs) to work at San Diego Comic-Con without me, where he got to do the press junket for Atomic Blonde and hang out in the theater with Charlize Theron herself. My girl, oh no. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there's a selfie with her in it they're all wearing their their blonde wigs and their sunglasses and the whole nine and they get to see the movie in the big theater with her and the whole thing and I was at home by myself <laughs> oh and I hear Steve cosplayed as a topic blonde he definitely did and oh my god we went to um uh, what was it? Fan Expo in Toronto. And like, we were there with our friend, Brad, who is a spectacular cosplayer, um, has cosplayed, uh, to the point where like Mark Hamill has himself said to Brad, you look more like me than I do. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) So like, he's very good. He's very dedicated to his craft. And he was there as old man Logan. And he even had like the stump of the tree and blood and around his belly and like sticking out of his chest. He had the the claws on and the whole thing. And Steve got way more attention dressed as Lorraine. (laughs) Everywhere we went, he was stopped because he had the boy London shirt all hanging off. He had the cigarette. He had the wig. He had the sunglasses. He had the black legging and his big old beard. (laughs) We love it. We it love was to see it. Spectacular. It was so good. <laughs> One uh, of my favorite of his cosplays. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So Atomic Blonde is the perfect chaser if you can't get enough of Teenage Mercenary. Thousand percent. Go do it. And where can our listeners find you, Bronwyn? You can find me on all the things at Shiny Baby B. I mostly live on Twitter, where I usually am tweeting about what I'm reading because I'm always reading. <laughs> 
And you can find me on Twitter at The Myth of Psyche, where I tweet about feminism, psychology, and also what I am reading. (laughs) And you can find me also on Gotham Outsiders, a podcast talking about queerness and feminism in the Bat family with my co-host, TJ. And you should also be checking out our parent podcast at Talking Comics on Twitter, or you can email them at podcast at talkingcomicbooks.com. And if you want to uncork more web comics goodness from our show, you can check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Thirsty on Tune, where we should be reading, drinking, and being nerdy. 